with great horror comes great responsibility or something like that. I've never seen Spider-Man, but we're going to talk about that this week on Shonen and Suds as we cover episodes 1 through 12 of Parasite the Maxim. <laughs> Cody, I don't think I have it in me this week. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, Chris, I, I hear you're feeling a little under the weather. Uh, me, personally, I'm doing fine, but uh, oh. tell me tell me oh. how you're doing, Chris. <laughs> Man, really, it, is, really it has been a week. It has been a week. Uh, wife and I got COVID. Uh, we, we don't know how it happened. Must have come from one of my wife's co-workers, um, which, ironically enough, which caused it to be from one of my co-workers because I work from home. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, making I, making my wife my only coworker, technically. Chris, I was under the presumption that I just passed it through you, passed it to you through the through the Discord call that we usually do. Dude, here. the digital variant. We've uh, we've uncovered the next. So we need to get uh, fucking Fauci on the line to get the CDC on the horn. We've discovered the uh, the fucking the Tron variant. Right. We can't. We no, no more Zoom calls. No more Discord meetings. Nothing. We can't. That's right. Cancel it all. Nobody's working. That's right. No one's working. We're just going to fucking we're just going to go back to the dark ages. <laughs> That's right. Um yeah, I just I had recently recovered from COVID. Obviously, I had it these past, you know, week and a half or so. Now mm-hmm. I'm done and now you got it, of course. Um you start starting the new yeah. year off on on the wrong foot, you know. Oh man, it's terrible. It's terrible. But you know, as, as of today I am on the upswing and of course, you know, this is Friday instead of Thursday. Um, you know, I know I messaged you yesterday saying that I don't know if I have it in me. Like I'm I'm still like I'm laying in bed right now as we record this. Um by my own choice by the way. Like I just it's more comfortable for me to lay like this while in my in my weakened lowly state. Yeah, n- nothing wrong with that. Got to do what you got to do. Give you give you one. Exactly. Give you we give you twenty four hours to recover. And now you're you're right back in the saddle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because we we don't we don't miss a week here on Shonen and Suds. We may have a slight delay. We may be a little late, but we're always gonna show up like right. the fucking Pony Express, baby. <laughs> that is right. It's episode seventy seven. Like you said at the top of this thing, we are covering yeah. the first twelve episodes of Parasite: The Maxim. I forgot it actually had that little like subtitle part. Yeah, I actually had just forgotten until I said it. I almost said Parasite. Oh, yeah, it's called Parasite the Maxim. Um, overall, it was I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I have some small issues with it, but I, I really like the uh, like the John Carpenter's The Thing kind of vibe that it gives off. Um, like, there's a lot of really neat stuff here, but it but then it quickly turns into fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, it really does take a... Uh, when you said Spider-Man in our chat, I was like... What's he talking about? And then I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. Like, if Spider-Man was killing people, like, this is Spider-Man, 100%. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, I guess I guess you could say it's more like Venom than anything else. Yeah, that's fair. But, that's... but like, it does, it turn, it comes from, like, it turns from, like, a, a really cool, like, horror mystery thriller anime into, like, a horror superhero anime. Yeah, and we'll see where it goes. You know, we're only 12 episodes in, but... It seemed it, at first it started off. I thought it was just going to be like a villain of the week type thing, um, mm-hmm. that's what the way it was seeming. Uh, he was mm-hmm. and I, one thing I will I do like a lot about this anime. Is these villains don't last long at all for the most part. Like you meet them, you beat them. All right, see you later. Like we're done. You meet them, beat them, delete them. It's yeah. how they're out. We don't need no <laughs> no ten episode arc of a fight. No, it's just oh that's right. Miggy like he senses one of his kind nearby. 
They walk over there and they take care of business and they go home. Well, and that's one of the things I, I do like about, you know, I won't talk more about it as we get it, but I love how just like matter of fact, like this show moves at like a breakneck speed. They are not fucking around with anything. They're like, we're doing this and then we're going to do this. And like when they come up against one of the parasites, uh, Miggy's like, oh, we need to kill this thing or it's going to kill us. So here, I'm going to break the leg off this chair. I'm going to give this to you. So let's kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am a shell of Chris Adams. And welcome once again to Shonen and Suds. Uh, we glad to be back. Glad to be back. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> excuse me. Shit. Don't want to go off too far on any tangents, but you know, we got a few things to talk about. You know, we got you know twelve episodes to cover, which we for the most part enjoyed. Uh, Cody, you know, we've got some news to go over, um, and we got we got to rectify something that we forgot to do last week. Oh, and shit. Cody, we got. Yeah, we got so wrapped up in talking about how much we like Mugen Train that we forgot to put it on our rankings. That is right, Chris. Why don't we just start with that? Um, with the yeah, we're just going to fucking rewind. Yeah, just pretend this was at the end of the last episode. Um, I can go first here. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I debated with Demon Slayer or with Mugen Train for a little bit here. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a top ten in my book uh, on our current oh, rankings. Hands down. Um, Unfortunately, it's only number 10. I'm putting it right under... Because mm-hmm. I, I was debating between this and A Silent Voice, what I liked better. Mm-hmm. And I like Mugen Train more than 8 Men After, but less than A Silent Voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think A Silent Voice just had a better, you know, overall, like, theme, and it really tugged at the heartstrings of certain parts. Um, yeah! And so it's going to be... It'll be my new number 10, just below A Silent Voice, and just above 8 Men After. Um, what about you, Chris? Where are you going to throw this thing at? Nice. I believe it has now. Um, let me. I let me actually pull my uh pull my list up here. Bear with me. I can share it in the Discord if you need me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got to pull it on up here. There it is. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mine is. It is the new number six because I put it right between Princess Mononoke and Akira. Number six, Chris. I have my list all wrong for you. Then I had it as your seven. Oh no. Shit. All right, well, ignore oh, that no. Discord list. I will uh, <laughs> I will make a quick adjustment here. Well, that is all right. That is a quick little flippy flop there. Yeah. And you know, I and it, you know, it could be it could be on me, Cody. You know me, like I I like to make game time decisions. I ponder my orb until the last second on where I want to put stuff. But at the end of the day, like I, I've become obsessed with Demon Slayer, and this movie was a big part of that. And oh, while cool. I thought the first half, first first part of the movie drug which i can already say from watching the episodic version it doesn't feel like that while you're watching it you know in chunks like that it feels a lot better paced that way the the second like the last the last like 30 minutes of the movie are some of the best anime you can watch yeah i agree i absolutely agree i think i deleted one of your Oh no, I might have fucked this list up. Shit. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I still got the one in our chat, but it's okay. Let me see. <laughs> we have this as your new number six, yeah? Yeah, this is my new number six. It's right bet- it's uh right between uh right under Princess Mononoke and right above Akira. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I did it right. Yeah. Because you know, after Discord that, one, I got go. a different one in my uh in my notes on my Perfect. on my PC, but we got it. So top Perfect. ten. For I'll both tell you of what us. though. 
Absolutely. And it's, it's, well, I'm telling you right now, this, uh, this, like, just looking at my, like, hell, even my top 15, boy, it's a, it's a tight, tight list. And it's only going to get tighter as, uh, as we cover, you know, more animes and broaden our horizons here. Cause we got some killers coming up, you know, in the next, you know, coming weeks. Like we got Ponyo, Vampire Hunter D, and Jinbro aren't even in the top fifteen. Like we are, Dude, they're on the bubble. These it, guys are on the bubble. When it comes to anime movies, we we know how to pick them, right? <laughs> right. Our animes, maybe I'm, not so much. You know, we, we've had we've had a couple swing and misses, but oh yeah. But for the most part, the movies, the only movies that have really been misses are the ones that are associated to shows that suck. That is fair. That is fair. Looking yeah. at you, so seven with the deadly exception, sins. <laughs> uh-huh and eden of the east but uh, i will say world my hero academia world hero mission was probably the biggest miss of my hero academia um but everything else is like everything uh, i guess afro samurai resurrection wasn't my favorite but i think it's better than a lot of the other stuff we just mentioned like the seven deadly sins eden of the east yeah i think i think <laughs> the my hero world's mission world hero's mission was just a, a letdown and it's on it's weird because like seems like we're we're kind of like uh we're the odd men out when it comes to that a lot of people really love that movie and we yeah. were we didn't see it the same way um yeah i, I wasn't really expecting a uh you know like i was kind of i guess because at the end of the day not to go off on that tangent again but like they really made it seem like we were getting into this like race against the clock die hard type of situation mm-hmm. when that was only, in fact, like the last 15 minutes of the movie. The bulk of the movie was just this cross-country buddy fucking movie. Yep. I was like, there's no action here. What the fuck is this? Yeah, and then, of so, course, speaking of movies, Chris... We, I'm gonna it was all world and no heroes mission. <laughs> that is right. Um, and I'm actually going to... I'm going to talk about another movie that's coming out. Uh, it's out actually now. Um, yes! movie I found out about. You know, I, I recently went and saw the... American Underdog, which is the Kurt Warner movie in theaters. And when oh, I was the, buying... the, the, the tale of your people. That's the pride, the pride and joy of St. Oh, Louis. I'm telling you, Chris, every every old white person in that theater was in tears by the end of it. And uh, Oh, man. The only thing I learned from that whole movie <sighs> is that Kurt Warner's wife is just a bitch. That is all I've learned. Oh, man. And I'm pretty sure he helped make the movie, so I don't know how she can even stomach watching the film because, <laughs> dude, they made her seem like just just an asshole like the whole oh, movie i was just like i hate this lady like was she just talking down to him the whole time like you'll never be more than a bag boy dude she was like she was like telling him to chase his dreams and then he gets in like the arena football league and she breaks up with him i'm like okay oh what a bitch are like her parents like they they died in like a tragic tornado accident right oh jeez like, that's the midwest I, for you right and i never heard of that i never knew that story <laughs> But like then, mm-hmm. like they're going out to port. And spoiler alerts for uh, American Underdog. If you guys haven't followed Kurt Warner for well, the last I mean, this is also years. like yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> um, but have so, they done a thirty for thirty on this guy already? Too? Oh, for sure, right? Um, but they like they go to like pour out her parents' ashes at like some river or you know some wherever they wanted their oh. ashes to be you know dispersed, and <laughs> they're like walking up with the urns and hands, and she's like. I'm going to remember this for my, the rest of my life. Are you sure you're going to be here or something like that? And he, he is like full blown in love with this woman from start to finish. Like from the moment he saw her tell where they are today. And she is just, when she said that, I was like this bitch right here. I about Chris, I was ready to throw my popcorn at the screen. Oh, bad. I, I was just like, I cannot stand this. 
popcorn, tossing one to Isaac Bruce, popcorn against the screen. I'm saying, but enough about Brenda Warner or whatever the fuck her name is. We're talking about Belle here, Chris, and I'm not talking about Beauty and the Beast or anything like that. Oh, well, then I'm out. I got a little syn- <laughs> I got a little synopsis here. It says a high school mm-hmm. student becomes a globally beloved singer after entering Uh-oh. a fantastic virtual world. She soon embarks Uh-oh. on an emotional and epic quest to uncover the identity of a mysterious beast who's on the run from ruthless vigilantes. Wait a minute. Maybe this Wait, is Cody, what did you say it wasn't <laughs> cuz it sounds like it kind of is. But I didn't, I, Chris, I didn't check the wiki page. I just hit the Google. Oh, you, oh, you fucked up. <laughs> Okay, it looks a lot... Now that I look at the image, it looks a lot like Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. I think this is... Okay, it is based on Beauty and the Beast. Forget everything oh. I said. I apologize. Um, This is... like a, I wonder if this is like how Ponyo is to the Little Mermaid. Uh, I know Maybe. Ponyo is based on the original Little Mermaid, not the Disney... Mm-hmm. Like the original tale. And that's, this seems well, to be... It says it's based on the 1756 <laughs> French fairy tale Beauty and the Beast, so... Go. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly they didn't have virtual reality in the 1750s, but I mean, you know, I mean, look, listen, I'm no historian. Time machines may exist. I, look, I don't know. The French are out there and they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and it's made by, um, it looks like it's made by the guy that made Mirai, which I know I've seen that movie on shelves. Boy and the Beast, mm-hmm. Wolf Children, Girl Who Left Ooh, Her Time. Oh, yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of big... Uh, a lot of big films for this director. He also worked on like yeah, the animation for a bunch of Sailor Moon stuff, Dragon Ball Z Broly, the OG Broly's. Oh yeah, if you're nasty, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got uh, it's Mamoru Hosada is the director, and uh, he's okay. got he, he's got a pretty good uh, got a lot of good experience under his belt. So I imagine that'll be a a pretty big hit. I might go check it out. Um. Yeah, look. Any we we said this last week. Any chance you get to go see anime in the theaters, it's always at least worth considering. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll probably check that out. Maybe this week, and maybe next week, as long as it gets a few more showings. Um, yeah. But that's not the only news we got, Chris. We also had Attack on Titan returned this past Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. season four, part two. For those of us keeping track here, it's like The Walking Dead of anime, um, except. <laughs> Except it's actually good, so. Oh, got him! Before we get a downvote on this on this podcast, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Attack on Titan premiered. I of course watched it as soon as it dropped. Um, had to make time in between the football games and everything like that. But Chris, I'm excited, <laughs> dude. I we got to get Attack on Titan on the poll soon. It Definitely, is, dude. It is uh, it is exciting, dude. I I've went back and I started rewatching. I I think since the last podcast we did, I've watched about 40 episodes of anime. Um, mm-hmm. I finished the 12 episodes of Parati- Parasite very early, and then I just went mm-hmm. back to I, too. I went back to Attack on Titan. I'm on like season two, episode ten. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm cruising through some anime this week. Um, well, it's so funny how you say it like that. The way you're excited about Attack on Titan is how I was about this most recent episode of Demon Slayer. See, and Cody, this was this was the pop the pop off episode, dude. Dude, that's almost where I went to. But I, I, I folded like a typical anime fan that I am, and I just went back to rewatching things that I've already seen. Oh, man. But I almost clicked on Demon Slayer Season 2. I was like, uh, I don't know. Dude, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this Sunday to see what happens next. Because, the you know, you, you know how every anime has that big, like, pop-off episode where you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is what the characters are all about. Mm-hmm. That was this week. And, oh, my God. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've heard nothing oh. but good things. I saw one minor spoiler. Um, but I didn't was think it, it was in a screenshot about a was it a picture of a specific character? No, I just heard okay. our brief Demon Slayer spoilers here uh, for anybody uh-huh. ready. Three, two, one. Okay, I, I saw uh-huh. somebody mention that like Nezuko kicked somebody's head off. Oh God, dude! So dude. Chris, so I thought it, I thought they were just getting into Demon Slayer, and I thought it was like you know, like you know when Nezuko kicked the that little shitty oh, yeah, demon's yeah, yeah. head off. I thought we were just having a friendly, like, beginner demon slur conversation. Oh, oh, no. Next thing you know, I check the comments and get, just get absolutely throttled. And uh, Oh, no. So, yeah, I might be starting Demon Slayer uh, oh, season, two, season 2. Probably, you know, I, I imagine I'll crank through the Parasite episodes pretty quick. And uh, mm-hmm. I dive into some Demon Slayer Season 2, talk about it next week a little bit. Love that. Chris, I am parched, man. I am parched. Me too. <laughs> but I've been kind of like that all week. <laughs> COVID will do so, that to you, Chris. <laughs> indeed. Well, well, what are, Cody, I need to know, since you're getting ready to wet your whistle, what you drinking? Mm. All right, Chris. This is a, uh, a drink that I've always referred to, and I've never uh-huh. actually had it. And uh, oh. this is just an Angry Orchard crisp apple hard cider. I've always... That's a good cider. Good. Know, I've always referred to this when I'm talking about other uh-huh. ciders, but I've never actually had it. Like I always back it's, it. Like I've I've said it tastes like Angry Orchard to people. Yeah. Knowing deep down inside <laughs> that I'm lying through my teeth. Like I have no oh, idea what this tastes like. You don't fucking know. Yeah. Like but I know. You more, Cody, you're, you're, the crazy part is, is you're actually not lying because if you need a textbook apple cider, Angry Orchard's the one, and I believe they're out of California. I'm, I believe it's out of California. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Let me give this can a spin and let me take a look here. Um, I want, I want, like, I even want to say like Anaheim or something like that. Like it's looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Where's the fine print here? Or maybe I'm, I'm either thinking of Ace or right, one of the, either either Ace or. Let me see. Producer Angry Orchard, Angry Orchard Cider Company LLC, an affiliate of the Boston Beer Company, Walden, New York. I guess not. I guess I not. I was on the wrong. Says New York, Cincinnati, Ohio, Boston, or in can't read that word. Something Pennsylvania. It looks yeah, like it's out. It looks like they're out of New York. You're on the wrong okay. coast, Chris. It's like COVID is getting to your I head. I was thinking of Ace. I exactly. It's got my all my, my my equilibrium all fucked up. But no, um, Angry Orchard is if you're looking for a text, just a textbook, plain ass dime a dozen, but not in a bad way. Easily accessible apple, uh, just hard cider. This is the one. Yeah, it tastes. It doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in it. Um, whether that's you know the, the several Bud Lights I crushed with my dad before I did this podcast, mm. or, or if that's actually the taste of this thing. Uh, this just tastes like an apple cider, a little apple juice. You know, this is indeed. Uh, this is like some Mott's apple juice that you used to get in grade school. If you ask me. Mm. Um, but it's enjoyable. It's nice, nice and refreshing. Um. Nothing, nothing to write home about, I don't think. But I'm not a big cider person. We've been over this with the That's seltzers fair. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I think I pre- would prefer this over like a Red's Apple Ale. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I haven't had one of those in years, but <laughs> probably Good the, for you. Probably the <laughs> probably the last cider I had uh, outside of the Bud Light seltzers, um, which mm. of course we got the Bud Light soda seltzers, which we'll definitely be reviewing on a future cast. We just got to wait for our boy Chris here to. Uh, you know, to to get 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 healthy, get well, 
He's got to drink some water, some Gatorade. Chris, what are you having tonight? Yeah, well, you know, you, you mentioned Gatorade. That's what I would have actually been sipping on, but Walmart fucked up our grocery delivery and, well, just decided to not deliver it. Um, so I'm just drinking water on this fine cast because I think alcohol would just be a little too much for me right now. So mm, water, the good stuff. That's right, Chris. It, you know, it makes up like 70% of our body, you know, or something like that. The nectar of life. <laughs> that is right. Chris, I'm telling you, man, you got to got to go with the old trailer park elixir. You got to get yourself a 12-pack of Natty Light. You'll be ready to rock in no time. I'm telling you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the, the, old, <laughs> the, old, the, old, the old trailer park mega potion, man. I'm saying, man. Um, but enough about our drinks, Chris. Enough about the anime news. It's time. I think it's time for us to dive into some Parasite. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, Parasite. Let's go ahead and do a real quick tale of the tape here. Uh, Parasite is actually based on uh, the horror manga of the same name that ran actually from 1988 to 1995. Uh, there was about 10 volumes. Um, the original run of the series uh, was actually in October of 2019. I'm oh, sorry, October of 2014 to March of 2015, a total of 24 episodes. Um, definitely giving off, like I said, at the top of this thing, uh, real big John Carpenter, the thing vibe, which kind of makes sense considering it came out, you know, the I guess the manga started five years after the original thing came out, I'd be willing to bet had I been able, had I not been feeling under the weather and could have dug, dug a little deeper and maybe done a little more research that you probably would have found that that was a huge inspiration for this anime. Cause that was the minute I saw one of the, like the minute I saw like the way a person transformed, I was like, Oh shit, I've seen this movie. Where's Kurt Russell? He's going to save us. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get a Kurt Russell here. Chris, we get our boy, what's his name, Shinichi? Oh, Sunichi. We get, uh, we get fucking Kurt Warner's, like, nerdy fucking son. <laughs> and actually, before we even get to that, Chris, they start us off with the action right off the bat. We see, like, two people standing next to each other, and it almost mm -hmm. looks like it's going to be, like, a romantic scene, and then old boy oh, just boy. turns into this giant monstrosity and just eats the head off of this other, of this woman. I believe yeah. it's a woman. Um, yeah. And that's how that's our like opening. Then we kick into this like rock metal soundtrack, which dude, I love. I think the intro. Dude, can is we awesome. can we talk about can we talk about the intro and outro real quick? Because the intro is this like rock metal fucking. Dude, I love it. And then and I love it too. And then the outro is like the fucking like baby making R and B melancholy. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah, it takes a very, very sharp turn from the intro to the outro. <laughs> Which makes sense because, you know, the overall tone of this show, like this is not, <laughs> these people are not having a good time. Like the world is in very dire straits. Yeah, we basically have these parasites have invaded. Um <clears throat> Let's see, our boy Shinichi has, like, this weird kind of dream sequence, which we can't really tell at first whether or not it's, like, whether it's a dream or whether it's reality, but basically he gets, uh, I guess, infected with this parasite. Kind of kind of hard to explain. <laughs> basically, he has... <laughs> How do I put this? Well, well, the best way to describe it is the, these parasites... Overall, what they do, we can't really tell where they come from. We don't know. If, we don't know at this point if they're from outer space, if there's just something, some sort of dormant species on this planet. Uh, we don't really know quite yet what they are. But what they do is they 
basically they when they burrow inside a person or some sort of organism, they cut off its head and replace its head and basically take over its entire like nervous system. Yeah, like the big thing they're to, trying to do is to take over the brain, right? Right. Yeah, they want to take over the brain and basically the way they, they survive on the human nutrients. But what and this is where uh Suichi kind of what the parasite that's infected him kind of separates from the rank and file because what happens is is when they take over the brain, like they need to eat other people to survive. Well, what happens here is I guess something happens in the middle of the night. The thing that's trying to take over Suichi, well, doesn't quite take over all the way. In fact, it doesn't even get up his arm. Yeah, it tries to like go up his nose, but he like wakes up and then it like yeah. burrows itself into his right hand. And mm -hmm. and basically from then on, that's our that's we get to know it as Migi, um, who is this parasite and. We kind of flash back and forth with this dream sequence and like Shinichi going through his regular like day to day, like going to school and all yeah, this stuff. Because he's like his his he's feeling like numbness and tingling in his hand, like his hand just feels weird. And again, he doesn't know if he was dreaming this whole thing. So like, he, oh man, he gropes old girl, old girl. Oh Marona. man, when he when he gropes his girl, it's just like oh shit. Yeah, this girl that he clearly has the hots for, but he's kind of like a nerd. Um, and she clearly likes him. Yeah, yeah, Shinichi. So there's is, your slice of life aspect of yeah, the show. He's a total ladies' man, even before he gets his spider powers, you know. Um, mm hmm. Dude, once the hair gets slicked back, it's fucking over. Hide your daughters, because it's <laughs> over. <laughs> Absolutely. But you can tell that he's acting a little strange. Um, his friend, I yeah. believe her name is Yuko. Yuko. Mm -hmm. She's like his, um, not like a girlfriend, but like a, just a friend that's a girl. Um, yeah. Like clearly, like her, probably like one of his best friends, honestly. She yeah, knows like he's her, acting, his, his fellow nerd in arms. Yeah, she knows he's acting different. His parents can tell. Um, uh -huh. and it kind of plays a big, kind of a big role with him and his family because his family, like, Dude, the family dynamic is huge. Yeah, because Mama Dukes knows something's up. And um, basically, I want to say he leaves school early and he's on his way home because he's not feeling well, obviously. Uh -huh. And Chris, we got like this, this sports car coming down the street. You got the kid chasing the ball. Um, well, yeah, like, oh, this is Yu Yu Hakusho. I know what's going to happen next. Yeah, they give us this, like, oh, don't you, don't you take out this little girl? But then Shinichi, of course, jumps in, stops the car with his bare hand, which clearly takes a new, like, parasitic form, and like looks. Yeah, like it's a, like, put, like fucking puts hand in the in, just on the grill of this car, and just stops it dead. Yeah, saves this girl, and then now he's freaking out. Goes to his room. Um. And he basically like holding a knife to his own hand, like he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, like his right hand has clearly been taken over. And then Chris, we get the fucking, we meet uh, Migi, who is this parasite. Fucking eyeball the fucking most voluptuous lips you could possibly ask oh, for. Yeah. By the way, turns his fingers in that hands and eyes and mouth. This thing oh. is disgusting. It looks like the thing from Chris. You ever seen All Real Monsters back on Nickelodeon? Well, of course. Of course I have. It reminds me of the, the one monster that, like, holds his eyes and his hands above his head. Yes. Like, like that is Migi uh, in this first, like, <laughs> opening scene. I'm just like, what the oh, fuck man. am I watching? And honestly, this kind of put me off of the anime. Like, it took me a mm -hmm. while for me to get used to, like, this whole concept. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I kind of, I really enjoy it now. Um, yeah, and, and I, I was all about it. And I only say that because I like how 
like Miggy's basically saying that like Miggy, Miggy does not pull any punches, basically says what he, what they are, what they're there to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they haven't decided if they should just still try to cut off your head and go inside your brain. Like they don't know, like they just, but because, because the situation that Miggy's in is a very uncertain situation that the, the, the risks, like, I don't know, like the, the risks don't make, don't make it worth pursuing at least not yet. Yeah. They pretty much have to co learn to like live with each other. Um, yeah. So <laughs> instead of, so it's more like venom at this point there, it's very much a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Cause Miggy wasn't strong enough to take over his brain. Cause I guess apparently the parasites are supposed to eat a brain first and then try to take over mm-hmm. a person's brain. Yep. Something, something like that. And he obviously wasn't strong enough. So he just takes over his hand. Um, yeah, and also too, I want to say like during the night, like he sees the, you know, I guess during that what he thought was a dream, he sees um, this thing happening, and he uses his earphone cords to like almost like he's shooting up some H here, and like wraps it around his arm, and that keeps uh, that keeps Miggy from going any further up his arm, and I think uh, I can't remember what happened, but it's like it they Miggy had to make a choice to just take over that part or just die. Yeah, and of course, that's when his parents burst in the room. So it looks like he's yep. ready to shoot up some age. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, he's just trying to prevent an alien from spreading any farther. Um, yeah, they basically learn to start working together. Uh, Miggy starts, like, studying, like, all the books. Maxwell Silver Hammer. <clears throat> oh, man, he's he's on the PC. He's studying with, you know, just while while he sleeps... While Shinichi sleeps, Miggy's studying, learning Dude. about the world, all this stuff. Miggy is turned into fucking number Johnny Five. Just more input. Just speed reading all the books, Googling <laughs> all of the internet. Yeah, and uh, so basically, obviously Shinichi wants to keep this from his parents, but his parents mm-hmm. can tell, like Mama Dukes knows he's acting up, acting different. Because mm-hmm. um, he's eating more, because now he has to support this this parasitic life form. Yep. And, um, and, and that's they... one thing I did like, okay. Cody. The uh, let's say this one thing I did like was this, and we're still seeing it now, even though it's a little, it's kind of accelerated. This very drastic change, or very like subtle change that just keeps happening throughout each episode. Like, I don't know. I, I like just how gradual the things that are happening to him are going until it hits that point where it's just like they just fucking jump the shark i feel like but like these episodes i I, the family stuff is some of my favorite and what i also like and this is where i get a little upset at how quickly it shifted because while that's going on you're while they're eating breakfast and they're doing stuff like they're reading the paper about there's 82 deaths there's all these serial murders like like they're finding people dead they're finding their bodies eaten they're finding like bodies in dumpsters trash like you know what i mean like they're like oh shit there's a serial killer out but that's also one of my first gripes where they're like oh 82 dead oh and they're just like oh man 82 people have been killed oh no whereas like cody i don't know about you if you look at you know things like this that have happened in real life you know if they've been aware of 82 deaths like the fucking national guard is called in, you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're not like, they don't rest on their laurels. So, but then, then I started thinking, okay, but as the show goes on, I'm starting to think, okay, well, what if these parasites have infiltrated like the police department? You know what I mean? So maybe 
they they're being lackadaisical about it because the people in these positions of power have been taken over by parasites, right? Yeah, I, I think so I, didn't I think you're cut, for too long. I think you're cutting them a little slack, Chris. These are called the mincemeat murders. And there's been like right, dude. Like I'm sorry, there's some <laughs> mincemeat murders going on in my town. I I think I'm just gonna chill at home. I'm just gonna you know right. And then, like, when they say on the news that 82 people have died, it's like, you know what? Why are there not armed guards fucking in tanks rolling up and down the street? Because I would not feel safe otherwise. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> um, but, of course, you know, then we, we get to Shinichi. He goes off, and uh, Migi basically says, I'm sensing one of my kinds, which he says <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, quite often throughout this anime. Um, he can sense other parasites that have taken over humans. Or in this case, yeah, Chris means one. they can sense him as well. Yeah, but in this case, it's one that's taken over a dog. So they go and mm-hmm. they find this dog in the alley. It's like eating on another dog, and we get our first fight scene, um, which is pretty much just Migi against this demon dog that like grows wings and like. Which I thought was really cool. The dialogue that led up to this is like, you know, I want to say the parasite and the dog was like, you know, you know, oh, it looks like you failed in your objective too, or something like that. And then Miggy's like, run. I sense nothing but like hostile, like anger. Um, this thing is going to kill us. Yeah, not only can Miggy like sense the energy of another parasite, but he can sense like what they're almost what they're feeling. Um, yeah. And like throughout this whole episode, we also see like. The original guy that eats the woman's head at the very beginning, like we see him like continue to like kill people and things like that. And I want to say it's him mm-hmm. that they show at the at the end of this episode, um, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, yeah, because I believe that's him who ends up uh, having uh, having sexy time with uh, the, uh, the 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 lady that gets introduced. Oh yeah, I think uh... Mr. A or whatever. No, I think that's a different guy, but he... I know who you're thinking. <laughs> I don't know. There's so they many... all get crazy. They all get crazy eyes. Yeah, there's so many parasites in this, Chris, and they all get crazy eyes and uh, die horribly. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then moving right into episode two, uh, we got our, our nice group of thugs here, kind of bullying uh-huh. this woman in like a like a subway station. This guy, <clears throat> of course, he comes to the rescue. Oh man. And uh, the thugs catch back. He's like, "I'll walk you home" or whatever. And then the thugs catch back up with him, Chris, and we get like. Almost the image that you see when you... I think this is Mr. A, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I believe this one's Mr. A, um, but he does yeah, the whole, this... like, head-face-split thing. Oh, dude, because they, they, they crank him. Like, they, the like one lead pipe. behind him, it just cranks him over fucking the dome with a lead pipe. And it, like, cranks his head over to the side. He, like, turns it all the way around and, like, splits it open. Oh, yeah, dude. Holy he, shit. He goes full exorcist mode, and then... He does the thing that we see a lot of these parasites that have taken over mm-hmm. humans. They like split their head in like multiple pieces, and it becomes like this tentacle thing with Almost a ribbon-like. Yeah, dude, it's it's cool. That's cool to see. I'm not gonna lie. Um, oh, and he makes short work of uh of these thugs, and unfortunately, that woman just in the wrong place at the wrong time. She was better off with the thugs. Yep. And then uh, flashback to our boy Shinichi. Uh, this is where mm-hmm. Migi gives himself the name Migi. Um, yeah. You can tell there's some... Because the parasites don't give themselves names because they don't. there's no purpose for it. Right. Um, and then uh, we, we see, like, how Shinichi and Murano have, like, this, this close relationship. You can tell they both like each other. Um, and he's, like, playing basketball. But then he, Chris, he gets beat up by a, 
he starts to get beat on by whatever this fucking kid's name is. He's right. not really like a bully. I thought they were friends at first. It's Kasugi is his name. Yeah, well, I guess he was upset because uh, old fucking Sunichi was just fucking draining all the hoops during basketball. Yeah, th- with the help of Migi, of course. And um, <laughs> so they kind of get in a little scrap like outside. Steph Curry out there. <laughs> yeah, they get in a little scrap outside, and of course, Migi comes to the rescue. Um, mm-hmm. Lands like a behind the back punch to the face, and thankfully, he doesn't see what hit him. Like he just thinks he got mm-hmm. punched. Uh, but then he runs off, and then Chris. My favorite scene of the whole show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> is when <laughs> Shinichi's in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. When he's like talking to his dick. Yeah, and Migi is like, I'm going to try to make you erect. And <laughs> starts like beating him Dude, off. Well, because it was uh, cause prior to that, like right after the basketball game, uh, the girl he likes was still kind of pissed at him for grabbing her fucking tits before class. Yeah. So. He's like, look, that's that was I don't know what's going on that, you know, like really just apologize, says I will never do that again. And she says, OK, and as she's walking out, like you see, like Miggy turned to like a fucking dick tip, like you see it like flash really quickly and then disappear. Yeah, and Miggy like knows Miggy was like, like you want Miggy's like, I know, Miggy's I know like, you want to have, have sex, sex with them. <laughs> yes. I was trying to so beat funny. him off. Well, he's at the urinal, dude. I was cracking dude. up. And the one kid's like, dude, why are you talking to your pecker? <laughs> dude, like the comedy, it's like very few comedy moments in this show, but they are just fucking hilarious. Like they crack And it's up. like that awkward, like this parasite being, and the parasite just being so matter of fact and like there's no emotion in it. Like, oh, she made you feel like this. I want to see what that does to you. So I'm going to do it to you. <laughs> so I thought that was just really, really funny. <laughs> yeah, just, just my absolute favorite moment of the whole show so far. Oh, it was um, so funny. And then, of course, this is where we, Shinichi starts to learn from Yuko about these mincemeat murders that are happening, you know, various mm-hmm. locations throughout the world. Um, and then he learns from Migi, like, basically just studying stuff that he's looking up online and just talking with Migi. Um, mm-hmm. They, like, survive on, you know, human flesh, but he survives off of just, like, the nutrients that that Migi mm-hmm. eats. Um, and then I'm trying to remember... Oh, and then they're, like, out and about, and he senses another... I can't remember the name of this guy. It's just another parasite oh. that's taken over a human body. Um and so they they head after it, Chris. We get our next uh, our next little fight. This one against an actual, yeah, oh, an actual our person. next meet him and beat him. That's right. And this guy, of course, he transforms and his head splits open into like a giant tentacle thing. Yeah, uh, and he actually wants he offers because he wants to like well you know he cuts off his hand and is like well Miggy join join into my body you know the two of us together will be stronger and Miggy's like oh, I I don't know if that's I'm not going to do it because while you may be right, I can't guarantee it. Yeah. And, and what's really cool is Migi's kind of hit this point where because of like the way Migi has ended up in this person's body, like Migi's just surviving off of just the blood supply and the nutrients that are being provided by Sunichi, which again is what's caused his increased appetite, things like that. So like there's actually a pretty nice, living relationship here you know what i mean i know at one point i think shinichi calls them like the the oddest crime fighting duo um yeah <laughs> yeah they they of course they 
Migi makes quick work of this uh, other parasite. Yeah, Migi's no fucking joke, by the way. Um, and I think this is where we first see Migi, like, start to take these, like, naps. Because Migi can only, like, operate at certain points during the day. Like, eventually, yep. basically, I say he, but it's just an it, really. Um, but yeah. he has to take, like, these, like, naps. And, like, the more, like, fighting they have to do and things like that, the less he can, like, be awake. And so far, every time this has happened has been at, like, a critical juncture where, like, Sunichi, like, is trying to get some information out of Migi, where it's like, well, why this? Why this? Ah, uh, well, I'm going to sleep now. I'm tired. Yeah, and then, of course, he he finds the, the thugs. Bull- he goes out with, a uh, old girl, what's her name? Murano. Yeah. He goes out with her after their little date. They, uh, they find some thugs that are, like, bullying this cat. You know, he... he- oh, the fuck. Being the good guy, he just scares the cats or scares the guys off, and um, but very like fiercely about it. Like he's very like, yeah, almost <laughs> like almost like weird. Like, yeah, and this is where she starts to notice that he's or you know because I want to say no, this is maybe the second time she's yeah, she, asked. Uh, you know, you are Sunichi, aren't you? Yeah, which is kind of like she's the going noticing. theme with her because like she asked after the basketball game, like you are mm-hmm. Sunichi, whatever your last name is. Yeah. He's like, of course, who else would I be? Um, and then mm-hmm. this episode kind of comes to a close. We see, uh, this is where we see Mr. A and a uh, character we will find out is Ryoko Tamiya. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like, looks like they're about to make love. Um, as naked as the day they were born. <laughs> that is right. But they are two more parasites that are in the area. And she, basically, Chris, she is the new teacher at Shinichi School. Yeah, the substitute, because the, uh, I want to say the other teacher, the regular teacher was out, which is always why there'd be a substitute anyway. I don't know, that wasn't really insightful, but yes. Yeah, um, of course, they have like this, this school, like uh, almost like an assembly type thing to introduce her, mm-hmm. and Migi's like, hey, she's a, she's a parasite, like don't, make, don't meet eyes with, like don't <laughs> look her in the eyes, of course he looks up and yep. looks her right in the fucking eyes and... Yep, because Migi's like, she's, she knows we're in here somewhere, but doesn't know who it is because of how crowded it is. Just don't look at her. Shit. Okay, he knows it's you. She knows it's you now. Yeah, and even like in class, like she asks him, she's like, hey, we stay after class, I need to have a talk with you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, she knows exactly like who they are, and like, she, dude, she doesn't make no bones about it. Like, as soon as he comes in after class, she's like, you know exactly what I am, don't you? Like, mm-hmm. they kind of have like this awkward conversation, like, they're both, like, infected by these parasites, but it seems like, I don't know, she has more control over hers. Like, I don't know if, she, like, I think hers has well, taken over her brain, but it's like she... Well, I think the the parasite in particular that's inside of her is a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more rational, maybe a little more scientific, because that parasite is a lot more curious as to the relationship that Migi and Sunichi are having because that's not normal. Like that's not how usually something like that is considered a failure. So I know she wants to like talk to them more. Like I, I want to know what's, what this is. Yeah. And she, so she, they end up meeting at a restaurant later where she introduces uh old boy, Mr. A, who is, yeah, looks as dumb as it says that she's rocks. also pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, and he, oh yeah, he's, oh he's he's knocked her up, Chris. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, these and par- these the baby are... is. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and the baby is like a normal ass human ass baby. That is right, which is uh, interesting. Like I, I figured it would be like some kind of like alien baby or something, but no, it's just a regular mm-hmm. old 
basic ass baby. Um, now, however, next day during school, Chris, Mr. A decides he's going to go on a, on a killing spree at the school. <sighs> yeah, because he's like, he's just over this shit. Because, like, what's your name? Rio? 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 Takata? Oh, what's her name? Um, her name is the teacher. Yeah. Because she's more interested in learning about what's happening with Miki and Sunichi. But, like, Mr. A is just like, whatever, don't give a shit. I'm going to just go. Ryoko Tamiya. Ryoko. Or Raiko Tamura? Yeah. Ryoko, Raiko, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, Either way, sounds great. But she's a lot more curious as to this symbiotic relationship that these two have because it's very out of the ordinary. And and she doesn't understand what's going to happen. Like, like, I feel like her parasite's a lot more like a scientist, right? Like, doesn't really, like, wants to really... You know, the, the the objective is still the same to infect all of humanity and basically take over the species and this planet, but they don't know what is they don't know what is the most optimal. And that's seems like really what they're thriving to be, whatever the most optimal version of themselves are. Yeah, these parasites are definitely like learning as they go. Um Yes, very much so. But of course, Mr. A, he infiltrates the school, starts killing students and staff and faculty and all this stuff. And uh, basically, they they you know they do like the big announcement like you gotta evacuate the school, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but our boy Shinichi and Migi, they got it's time for them to fight, right? And so he like oh yeah, of course he like barricades part of the hallway to like trap the guy in. Um, and this episode kind of comes. The, oh, that's right. It breaks the breaks the wind, breaks the leg off the chair and gives it. To, so this is like like I said, they're like, hey, this thing is this thing is a lot stronger than I am. So I'm going to need you to take this and just follow my lead. Yeah, and pretty much episode four starts off, they have this, like, it's basically Migi versus Mr. A, while Shinichi, like, mm-hmm. with this chair leg, and, like, starts slowly... Works his way closer. Yeah, slowly starts working his way closer. Um, ends up Because they, they basically have this... Well, they basically have this, like, I'm the offense, you be the defense, where Sunichi's going to be the offense, and Migi's just really just blocking everything that Mr. A is trying to throw at him, which allows him to stab him in the heart. Yeah, so they're working together using teamwork, and eventually does stab him. Makes the dream work. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Mr. A, he's pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> so he, he heads off and ends up running back into Ryoko, who is like... Like his partner in crime, or so we think. Um, but when he goes to find her, like she's got like I don't know if they're oxygen tanks or nitrogen tanks or whatever they are. She sets up like this big explosion to, to try and kill him while she jumps out the window. Yeah. Um, you know, just pregnant lady jumping out the window, no big deal. Nobody's gonna notice. A baby will be fine. Yeah, yeah, perfectly fine. Um. Yeah, and then uh, obviously you know the kids are out of school for you know a week or so or however long it is. Obviously they had like this of big course. gruesome attack, things like this. Um, oh yeah, Ryoko, she's forced to resign from the school. She's no longer a teacher. Um, well, was they forced to resign because she's pregnant, dude? And oh, they don't is... know who the father is. Yeah, what a weird. I okay, I'm I'm not a woman, so I can't like speak from experience. But in what world? Are we living in? We're like, like, oh, you didn't, you don't know who the father is. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, right. What kind of fucking nuclear ass nineteen fucking twenties pre suffrage bullshit is this, dude? I was like, wait, what did they just like? I had to rewind the scene. I'm like, 
first of all, who are these people in like this group? Like it's like, just like other teachers and like counselors and yeah. like maybe a principal, sure, maybe. But they're like, right, so who's oh, the father? Maybe had a wedding. And they're like, right? Oh, you don't know the father? Get the fuck out! <laughs> like, you're, yeah, you're gone. <laughs> like, you had a baby out of wedlock, you heathen. Yeah, like, I, I'll see you burn in hell, lady. <laughs> dude, I could not believe it. I was like, I, I don't think that's how it really is in Japan. But you know, maybe... put this giant red A on your fucking chest before you leave. By the way, you harlot. Yeah, just a wild, wild thing. Uh, but then we actually Insane. get to, we get to see some of her backstory. Well, not really her backstory, but like. A woman who she took over. Like her mom comes to visit her. Yeah. Which you know? this was this was such a cool moment yeah. because it, it played so much more into how Sunichi's mom is acting. Like like her mom got there and realized very fucking quickly that that was not her daughter. Yeah. Um, so of course she runs to call the police because she knows it's not her, Ryoko. And uh mm-hmm. Unfortunately, gets you know cut down. Mm-hmm. Mama Duke's R.I.P. Um, but yeah, I think this starts to show like the overall theme of the show is just like almost like I, I guess you'd say human emotion um, mm-hmm. or like just like regular human behavior. I, I, I'm starting to get yeah, that, maybe that, that kind that of vibe. maternal instinct. Yeah, right. Like I feel like they're really playing on that maternal instinct. Like I I feel like a mom knows her child no matter what and like you know and and me and i'm not saying a father does too equal equal but like you know a mother carries a child around for so long there there's this bond that can i mean you know there's women suffer from like was it post uh postpartum depression or you know things like that um that like i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah again i'm not a doctor but i again i i'll never understand that relationship but there's always something there and that really plays into what's happening here because like again like i said sunichi's mom definitely knows signs she eventually has like a moment (laughs) where she like snaps at him yeah it's coming up because like the next day his parents kind of tell him hey we're gonna we're going on this little trip just us two um and Shinichi's kind of, like, very against it um, at first. Um, but then, like, when he, he storms off and, like, says he's got to, you know, clear his head and stuff, and Migi's like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. my kind only inhabits, like, populated areas, so if they're going to the countryside, mm-hmm. like, it should be an all right thing. Like, they're probably safer going there mm-hmm. than not. Um, and while he's off doing this, the parents kind of have their own conversation. We see Mom has, like, this scar on her arm, which we've seen before. Yeah. Uh, turns out basically she like Shinichi was fucking around trying to get I don't know was he trying to get like a plate down or something like that? Yeah, one of the one of the the uh, aluminum like tinfoil plates off top, off the top of the fridge. Yeah, and he of course he's standing on a stool and she's basically just told him to wait a second and then like the fucking kettle of like burning soup or whatever the fuck it is is like about it to was fall. hot oil it was like hot oil because she's going to make like some tempura or something. Yeah, and she just catches it barehanded and burns the shit out oh. of herself. Um, but Shinichi kind of blames himself for it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have another conversation later where he's basically like, you know, it's... Like uh, he doesn't he, want to be alone or something like that. Yeah, he's like okay with the trip, but he just didn't want to <laughs> feel alone. Um, but like mm-hmm. you can tell Mama Dukes knows, like... Mm-hmm. Like she knows this something. She has like that, she snaps at him here. Yeah. Like, I don't even know you anymore. And then you're like, well, she's going to figure this shit out real fucking quick, isn't she? 
sure. But then, of course, they leave for their trip. Um, and now Shinichi's all, he, you know, he's rolling solo. Um, yeah. Which, unfortunately, will be a uh, an, an unfortunate thing for our boy here. Just say, let's just say that. Um, yeah. But uh, then, I'm trying to think where the next episode, <laughs> is this where we see kid getting picked on by Mitsuho? I think it's where. Oh yeah, this is where we meet the uh, the next group of kids that just all fucking suck. Oh, I take that back, Chris. We got to talk about the beginning. We see like this. Uh, it's a guy and a girl driving in their car, like through the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah, that's right. There is a guy out there. They uh, they get into a terrible accident, and uh, the woman basically she goes through the windshield. She's a parasite. She well, basically, like her body's about to die, that. so she just takes over mm-hmm. his. Yeah, just cuts his head off and becomes him. Yeah, so we have this... Which is most this is, unfortunate. This is where, like, I kind of got the vibe that the parents were in some trouble here. Because it seemed like they yeah. were in the countryside. Now there's a parasite out there, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it pretty much just writes itself. Like, what could possibly go wrong? Um, everything. Literally everything. Literally everything. I'm trying to remember what else happens in this episode. Oh, yeah, okay. Then we go to the kid who had kind of been picking on Shinichi for liking uh, Murano. He's getting the uh-huh. shit kicked out of him by another group of thugs. Yeah, um, like a rival gang. Yeah, and we meet, this is the first time I believe we meet Mitsuho, who's like the kid that wears the beanie. Yeah. Um, and we also meet uh, Kana, who's like this girl. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just going to kind of put the cart before the horse here, but she's basically a girl that can kind of like almost detect these parasite people. Which is very odd. I and they really don't explain. Yeah, how you that, just kind of go with why it. Why she has this ability? But you can tell that she's kind of drawn to Shinichi because he's obviously he's like he's trying to be the hero here. He's trying to protect this kid from getting beaten up. Uh-huh. Ends up getting the shit kicked out of him. And yep. like him and Kana meet eyes, and she has this moment where she's like, "What the hell are you like?" Uh-huh. It's almost like a. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like she looks into his eyes and she sees like a non, like it's not a human or something. Yeah. Very odd. Um, but obviously we learn that like they have this, she has this ability to like sense him and sense like other parasitic people. Yeah. Um, and she basically tells the boys to am scray at this point. Yeah. And so like <laughs> late, later on in the day, he's walking with Murano and old boy Mito shows up. Starts beating the crap out of him with his little goons, and they kind of mm-hmm. basically like take Murano and like hold her captive. You know, they're they're gonna do like their 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 thug things, or, mm-hmm. or so we think. And uh, once again, our boy Shinichi's just getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, and Migi wants to step in. Mm-hmm. Thankfully for the thugs here. Um, fuck, what's her name? Kana. Kana shows up. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no, not Kana. Take that back, like the the, 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 the gang with the. Uh, it's almost the, like the, the jo- gang. It almost seems like the jocks from school. Like usually yeah. they're the bullies in like a lot of these roles, right? Yeah, you, you hear the fucking snapping fingers from around the corner, you know. <laughs> yeah, these guys show up and kind of save the day. Um, we have a nice little rumble, a nice little knuckle duster. That's right. And then uh, Shinichi, you know, trying to be a ladies' man. Him and uh, <laughs> him and uh, Murano. Their name? Mm-hmm. Sorry, these names are really hard to remember. Um, but they go back to his house. He invites her to stay the night after she like heals up his wounds. She's like, nah, I'm good. Um, stay soon, the night. 
Soon as she leaves, Chris. Uh, 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 stay. <laughs> yeah, she ain't. She ain't. She's no part in that. Um, but as soon as she leaves, who shows up? Old girl Kana, and mm-hmm. she's very uh, like a curious, very peculiar character. Yes, indeed. Like when they shake hands to like you know apologize and things like that. Like she's just like mm-hmm. I don't know. She's just odd. And you can tell like Migi and Shinichi can sense something's up with her. Like oh yeah. Like something, something's off about that girl. Um, and then I think it's this episode, right? Is this episode? Then Chris, we flash back over to the parents. I was making sure it was episode five where this this tragic scene happens. Um, yeah, this shit goes. uh, Stakes get the, the the stakes get high here. Things get things become very personal and real right here. Yeah, this is like the scene like we were talking about with Demon Slayer earlier. Like, this is the scene that, uh, mm-hmm. where things change. Basically, they're hanging out on like a real nice cliff, real nice view of the sunset, all this stuff. Yep, having a nice moment, and they turn around to face each other. Fucking popping demon. up behind Ma Dukes. You see the parasite, then you just see, like, she's smiling, and you just see, like, the, the slash, and you see her fucking head just go flying. And, and you're just like, oh my god. And of course, this is the demon that we saw earlier that got in the car accident and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Fuck. Dad calls, lets Shinichi kind of know, but he's like, Dad's pretty fucked up, like, he barely escaped. And oh, man. calls from, like, a payphone. Yep. Um, and Shinichi, obviously, can't believe this. He, like, passes out at the kitchen table, wakes up mm-hmm. the next day, Chris, and, uh, Mama Dukes is at the door. Like, obviously, he knows that it's like mm-hmm. it's not her. Um, well, because even asked, like, show me the scar on your hand yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and he's got like a steak knife. He's got Migi's in full, like, ready to fight mode. And Chris, she fucking just stabs right through his heart. Oh yeah. Well, she comes in and she's like, "Oh, the man isn't here, is he? Where is he?" And oh man. <laughs> The parasite doesn't really like try to even fake it very well. Um, nope. Stab, just stabs Shinichi through the chest and dips off. And this is like going into episode six. We have Migi basically. I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, like perform surgery on Shinichi. Basically, like using his cells and like basically, basically like, t- saves takes Shin- like a portion of her by uh, takes a portion of itself and basically almost, like, attaches it to Shinichi's heart. Yeah. And, of course, like, Migi needs Shinichi to stay alive. Um, obviously, that's why he's once, he does this. Uh, Shinichi eventually starts to recover a little bit, and he is informed that his, fa- his father's basically in this hospital. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where the hospital's at, but it's, like, near where they were vacationing at. Yeah. So whatever island they were vacationing on. And so he basically, like, is sitting there. He obviously wants to get revenge. Uh, meets up with another girl. I don't really even remember this girl's name, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, with she, you. she's just a local in this area. Yeah, she's just a local who also just happens to have the total hots for Shinichi. Yeah, which, by the way, you already noticed right off the bat, Shinichi, after he wakes up from this, uh, from this tragic encounter, he's no longer needing his glasses. Oh, dude, he has the full Tobey Maguire... Peter Parker moment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This is where we so, this is where we begin to watch Spider Man one and two. 
Um, exactly. With less cool villains. Um, her name mm-hmm. is Makiko is her name. She's basically like okay. a student that works near, uh, like she works at the yeah. end near the hospital that his dad's in. Um, yep. And basically the whole thing, he, he goes to visit his dad. Basically his dad's just kind of doesn't really want to believe what happened. But also his dad is also being questioned by police officers. Um, and they're like, well, he, he, he's saying that like she's dead and he, the police are like, oh no, she, she's very much alive. Cause like, I forget what they say that she like, she called or came in looking for him or something like that. Yeah. And like they're, they're saying, oh, she's very much alive. Yeah. The, um, the, and, the, they saw her like check back into the hotel. Yeah, that, that's right. Check back to the hotel by himself, by herself. Yeah. They're like, so you must've been like dreaming. And then like, so the dad's like questioning everything. Um, yep. And while while the pops is in recovering in the hospital, Shinichi stays at the the hotel or the inn where Makiko works, and he's yep. basically like trying to stay in the area of where Migi can like detect other parasites. Um, obviously, Migi also explains to Shinichi that like now he he when he sleeps he won't be able to sense other parasites. So like Migi like yep. we have that kind of thing where like Migi can fall asleep at a really shitty time essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. And basically, like, the next day, like, he senses uh, a parasite nearby, so... Shinichi... And his whole thing now is, he, like, Shinichi's whole thing, he's going to kill, he's ready to kill this demon that has, that has killed his mom. Yeah, he's basically... just hell-bent on revenge. Yeah, which, like, he has to essentially, like, kill his own mother, which is, you know, its own, <laughs> its own story in itself. But he, so mm-hmm. he charges towards this parasite, and then we, you know, episode ends right there, of course, and then we meet... Mm-hmm. This parasite, who is Mamoru Uda, who is... The worst fucking character in the show. I, I hate he, this character. He is so... <clears throat> he cries all the time. He's like Zenitsu, except he doesn't have any cool moments. He's like Zenitsu. And like his chin and chest is the fucking parasite, uh, yeah, so it's like, it's like, the like whatever. Worst, like, there, there's a lot of grotesque like monstrosities in this show. This guy is just fucking got beat with the ugly stick and then got a parasite. Um, mm-hmm. But he's, like, fused with his jaw. Blah, blah, blah. Um. Well, long story short, this, the, the, him, Migi and this guy's parasite, which I forget this parasite's name because it was that forgettable. Oh, it just goes, um, it, call, it calls itself Parasite, Chris. That's oh, yeah, that's right. It's Parasite. Um, they basically kind of hit it off because they're like, oh, man, we're, you're just like me. And then he tells the backstory that he, uh, I want to say he was getting ready to kill himself and, uh, <laughs> As, uh, or he was getting ready to kill himself. This parasite saw him, like saved him from drowning or something, or, or attacks him. He falls over the cliff. Or he he was going to kill himself. He was too much of a pussy to kill himself. So he turns around. The parasite attacks him. He falls off the cliff anyway. He's getting ready to drown. So the parasite is like, "Well, we're both just going to fucking die here." So like, lodges itself into its chest and, and like windpipe and shoots itself up to get oxygen back into him. That's so basically saves them both. Knew was some dumb shit. Basically, Uda is literally here to sense when uh, Shinichi's <laughs> mother is nearby. Yep. So, what does he do? We waste 20 minutes. He senses when Shinichi's mother's nearby, and they have a fight. And, yeah, they have a fight, and, uh, well, Parasite actually holds his own. Um, and you think they're gonna, they're gonna kill, or the, the mom you think is gonna kill um parasite like you know stabs uh the man through the heart knocks him over a cliff and that's when sunichi shows up and the you know has the has the fight with ma dukes 
And this is Shinichi just by himself. Like Migi fell asleep, yeah. but like Migi turned himself into like a like a scythe or like a knife type thing on his arm. Yep. So that way we, he would at least have something to fight with. And and, and this is where and also too, I, I I actually completely forgot to mention this. When he senses the fucking parasite uh and the guy he is running so fucking fast, and he also jumps like over a three foot or a fucking three fucking what is it like a nine foot tall retaining wall or some shit like that. So not only is he incredibly fast, but he's got like the fucking vertical leap of Bo Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he's basically becoming so, Spider Man. Like for yeah, he's becoming super powered, and that plays into here while he's fighting his mom. Because she's like, oh, you're just a human. You can't do anything. And he's, like, fucking holding his own. And the, the parasite's like, how is that possible? Yeah, he's dodging everything. He's running fast, mm-hmm. moving around quick. Eventually, of course, gets the upper hand. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, he's still human. Yeah, with the help of Uda. Um, mm-hmm. Takes out old Mama Dukes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, she is dead, dead. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you find out the reason uh, the reason Parasite didn't die was because of where he's located. He was, you know, when Ma thought, when old Mama thought he, she was stabbing him through the heart, he actually moved the heart and just kind of faked that he wasn't dying, mm-hmm. or faked that he was dying, just to, you know, the whole false sense of security. Right. And then uh, basically Shinichi and Pops have to kind of come to terms with the fact that, you know, it's it's just the boys now. Uh, Mama Dukes ain't coming home. Yeah, well, Papa Dukes is be just just sits in the dark and drinks for the rest of the time we see him. Yeah, I mean, like a gentleman, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, but then, of course, Chris, this episode ends with our boy Shinichi becoming, you know, he's not just Peter Parker anymore. He's got his hair slicked back. Oh, dude, he no is fucking glasses. Dude, put on your life vest because he is just fucking going to be drowning in all the pussy at this point. <laughs> My God, what a fucking! It's like that MXPX song, Chick Magnet. Dude, and he fucking shows back up to school looking like a G. Oh my God! And obviously, so now he's back at school. Says goodbye to Makiko, all that stuff. Um, That's right. The, and she, oh, she wants him to come back very badly. Yep. And then when you come back, you can hang out in my pants. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And this is this is pre-slicked hair back. Like she was about it from day one, from Jump Street. <laughs> Um, and then moving right along, we get, uh, we see Ryoko again, uh, mm-hmm. aka pregnant teacher. Oh um, yeah, she's, she's coming along, she's got the bump. Yeah, and she, we meet our next character, which I'm trying to remember his name. Mm-hmm. Dio? Oh, just the, the, the one student, student yeah, kid that basically, she has, yeah. He's another kid infected with a parasite who she basically assigns to, you know, deal mm-hmm. with, um deal yep. with Shinichi. Like, she has to figure out, like, she has to take care of this guy. Like, yep. he's causing a problem, obviously, killing all of the fucking bad guys. And mm-hmm. uh, we also see a, a little brief scene at the beginning where Kana and Mitsuo kind of get into it. Mitsuo yep. being Beanie Boy, of course, and Kana being the, the girl that can detect parasites. Um, he's starting yep. to question, like, he's like, I think you might be into this guy. Or, <clears throat> you know, he's, he's being the, the typical, like, douchebag thug. Oh, yeah. Tell us that his girlfriend likes the hero. You know, Karate Kid yeah. type stuff. Of course, of course. He's being our, like, Johnny Lawrence, but without, like, the... You know, he's not as cool as Johnny Lawrence. Uh, definitely not. He doesn't have a cool leather jacket or a fucking headband. He's just wearing a douchebag beanie. Yeah, and him and uh, Shinichi have a little <laughs> face-off. He basically just 
know, cool cool Shinichi can fight back now. He's got the slick yeah. hair. Um trying to remember. Oh, and then we get another moment with him and uh fuck, what's mm-hmm. over Murano. Where she kinda yeah. questions like are you Shinichi or you know, she says that typical line again. Um Yep, and he's just his answer is always the same. Yeah. Sure am. And then we flash to Kana who's just chilling on a on like a bench nearby and she's like, I can sense him and like this is where we kinda it opens our eyes to the fact that she can sense these parasites as well. Kinda like how Migi can. Yep. yep. She can basically sense him coming from like a mile away. Um Yep. And then from here on out, she's having all these white knight dreams about him. She definitely was. She's having the wet dreams about old Sinichi here. Oh, 100%. And then we got, of course, Shinichi's pop is drinking. Uh, we get the real awkward scene where Shinichi likes... It's like the dog that gets... I can't remember if it gets hit by a car or what it is. But, like, mm-hmm. him and him and Murano are, like, in the area. And he, like, goes to grab the dog and just fucking throws it away. Chris, I... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, he's not even acting human. Like, he's not even trying yeah. to act human at this point. Just chucks the dog in the trash can, um, which mm-hmm. obviously upsets Murano once again. You know, he, yeah. Like, she likes this guy, but he is he is 0 for 2 on, you know, first yeah, he roped her before definitely school, changed. threw the dog away. Like, she can sense... And he's a lot more distant, too. He's becoming, like, he, he he's, <laughs> like... He's starting to be like less emotional. He's just starting to be a lot more stoic. Like he's becoming more like these parasites, but it's a lot more gradual. Like he can't cry anymore. I know he talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. of course we have the new student Hideo Hideo, and mm-hmm. obviously we know him to be like the 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 new parasite on the block. Our next villain of the week. Yep. Which of course Suichi's like his girlfriend friend kind of has the hots for this boy. Oh yeah, the the nerdy girl Yuko. Yeah. Yuko, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she kind of has the hots for him. We know that's not going to last. Um, I'm trying to think of what even else happens here. Oh, we have the scene where like Kana like thinks she's she's sensing uh, Shinichi walking up. Turns, yeah, turns but out, it's turns out it's actually Hideo. Um, yeah, which makes Hideo question like, who were you waiting for? Yeah. Why he, did you think I was him? Yeah, he instantly he kind of picks yeah, up. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. Tell tell me tell me why did you think I was him? Mm-hmm. Go on and like almost like her like basically her. Yeah, he like grabs her. her by the hand and like pulls her with him. I'm like, yeah. Like you're, you're gonna fucking tell me. You're being a little little sus here. And then we see mm-hmm. Yuko like drawing him. She's almost like doing like a Helga Hey Arnold type thing like. Uh-huh. He is thinking about this guy quite a bit, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's going to get herself in some trouble here in this next episode. Yeah, because I think where she realizes something weird happens is like he gets hit with like a fucking baseball upside the noggin. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it like rips through his head, but like she's like, "Wait a minute, I did see that, mm-hmm. right? Like, was that real?" Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and then that, that causes some issues. I remember where the fuck even am I at here, Chris? Yeah, it gets a little jumbled here because things start moving pretty quick. Because, uh, well, is it? I want to say really the. Oh no, it's no, Yuko. Yuko stalking. Um, almost stalking, I should say. What's the guy, yeah? What's his name? Hideo. Yeah. Um, we also see another scene where like the 
cops are questioning Shinichi's father, and mm-hmm. they, they have, like, a drawing of basically exactly what these parasites look like. Yep. So, like, they know it's a parasite that, like, killed his wife. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yes, it, so that, so that, but then this goes back to the issue I was having before. If these cops are on the case, and they weren't infected by parasites... Why the fuck did we just lackadaisically let 82 mince meat murders occur without really battening down the hatches here? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, I don't even really remember what happens in this episode. All I remember is that Yuko sees the sees Hideo get hit by the baseball, right? And like his head, mm-hmm. like just turns like back it caves in, and like he puts his hand up to cover it. And then when, like, the person who hit him with the ball is like, oh, shit, dude, are you okay? And he, like, moves his hand, and it's normal. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then she, she follows him, like, after school. Mm-hmm. And sees him, like, morph into another person. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, she knows something's up. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I want to say... I don't remember how this one ends. I want to say they, they have, like, a confrontation, him and her, at the school. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah, when she, she hits she's in trouble. Yeah, she, like, hits him with a bottle of paint thinner, and, like, this is when he starts to, like, you know, show his true colors, obviously. He's a parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, she fucking yeets herself out the window, lands in the tree. Um, he's mm-hmm. okay. And this is where, you know, killing spree number two at the school, Hideo, this time. Mm-hmm. Starts killing students. Once again, we're kind of back to that Mr. A kind of storyline here, where it's like, alright, get the students out. Because I also think, too, this is where Suichi, like, leaves. He knows something's up, and he leaves the classroom because someone's missing? Because she's missing. Yeah, like, Yuko's missing, and, um... I can't remember what else. It's like Migi, like, senses something, like, senses, like... Yeah. I don't know, the behavior or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the homicidal behavior. Yeah, so once and again... Uh, Shinichi, you know, he comes to the aid of Murano, who, who, her and a couple of students are, like, hiding out in, like, a, you know, they're basically trapped, like, mm-hmm. Hideo attacked, like, all the other students, killed all the other students, and, um, basically, to get Kurano out of here, he gets, like, confronted by Hideo, and this is where he does, like, his fucking leap out of the window and, like, just lands on his bare feet, just, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's definitely showing some superpowers here. He like the, he jumps over like a ten foot fence, like oh yeah, he he's fucking web swinging his way across town. Yeah, he's basically Spider Man just without the webs. Like he's just jumping. Yeah. He's he's like Hancock, like when Hancock's just jumping all over the place. Exactly. And so he gets her to safety, and then you know obviously he's got to have a, a showdown with Adeo. Um, the cops try to like take him out, but the gunshots are, obviously aren't enough. Mm-hmm. And then, Chris, we get the fucking... We get our baseball throw moment of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, Shinichi climbs up on another roof. Hideo's on the roof of the school. And mm-hmm. with the help of Migi, he fucking... Those full-blown, like, Clayton Kershaw here, Tim Lincecum, you know. Whatever <laughs> pitcher you want to throw in, Adam Wainwright, you know, whatever one you want to go with. Nolan fucking <laughs> Ryan. Just fucking slings a fastball with this rock straight through Hideo. Taking him out, and 
You know, that's our next villain of the week has been taken it was, down. It was like that that moment when Randy Johnson threw the pitch and like hit the pigeon and the pigeon fucking exploded. Yeah, exactly. Like that was Hideo. Um, yes. And this is where we see like the news once again covering this up. Like they're not. Obviously, you can't just announce that there's this parasite, right? Like people mm-hmm. would, it would cause cause widespread panic, all that stuff. Oh um, yeah. And then of course, you know, it wouldn't be an anime, Chris, without a nice boardroom meeting of a bunch of old white dudes. Uh, well, of course, the the council. Yeah, the guys. The supreme that, council. You know, you know, the guys that are really in charge here, like. Oh, of course, of course. Like Yagami has this notebook, but we have pistols, right? Uh, That's right. <laughs> kind of how these guys are, and they have this. Basically, the scientist guy who discovers that, like, if you separate a little piece of these parasites, um, they'll die. So they basically kind of come up with this neat little plot where, like, if you ever, like, question anybody, you can just pluck one of their hairs off their head. Yep. And that'll determine whether or not they're, like, a demon. Or, a demon. Parasite. Yeah, I got moving train on my mind, Chris. Um, but yeah, so that's, like, their, their way of kind of figuring out, like, is it safe to be around? And you see, like, like Shinichi's walking with Murano, and they see, like, little kids, like, pluck a piece of their hair out. Like, it kind of becomes, like, a worldwide thing of, like, how people greet each other. Like, yep. just, like, a, just a, like, a just-in-case, like, safe haven type of thing. Which is, which is so weird to me. It's like, dog, like, you really need to batten down the hatches and, like, try to weed this shit out. Not just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Pluck my hair out. Yeah, very, very odd. Insane. Um, yeah. That's how they decided to do it. Um, trying to think. Is this next episode? Okay, this is where we, we have Kana's weird, like, dream sequence. Yeah, where she just has these white night fucking wet dreams. Yeah, about our boy Shinichi. And, uh, Which are, are important. Like, you know, the, the, con- the connotation of these dreams are important. And Shinichi and Migi are obviously catching on to the fact that, like... She knows, like, she can sense these things, and Miggy's basically like, look, I don't want you to talk to that person anymore, blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. Then we kind of shift gears, Chris. We meet a new character, uh, a new parasite, of course, kind of mm-hmm. like you're uh, just a super ripped dude who's just trying to test his powers. Um, oh, yeah, this dude just beats the shit out of all of these people. Dude, I thought I had, like, missed an episode when this guy showed up. I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? He, like, shows up at the Yakuza, like, base, and just fucking yeah, and he's, kills everyone. It, yeah, and it, it was a test. It was like, oh, I got hit three times. Yeah, like, and I'm, it was just more so, like, how many times he, how, I guess, how efficient he could be before somebody could lay a hand on him. Yeah, super interesting. Um and well, it was it was enough because he beat he just fucking murked all of these people. Yeah, and then pretty much this whole episode is just Shinichi and Kurama, or I'm thinking of Naruto now. Uh, Shinichi uh-huh. and Murano are kind of mm-hmm. like growing clothes. They're going on dates, things like that. Um, and then I want to say he schedules a meeting with Kana. Kind of, he basically wants to reveal exactly what he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where Migi detects, like, a bunch of his kind nearby. And turns out, Chris, we got a parasite running from air. Of course. They're taking over everything. They're taking over the government. They're doing it all. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, which would have made sense earlier, which is why they didn't give a fuck about the mince meat murders. 
but I digress. Mince meat murder. So we got we got a parasite running for mayor. Um, we got Shinichi meeting up with Kana, making old boy Mitsuho super jealous. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little, little love triangle action happening here. Yeah, old old Daniel Larusso's came up and stole your girl. That's right. And he doesn't even want her like that. He's just trying to figure out what's up with her. You know. Yeah. Um. So he basically like he like calls her to like this. I don't know, it's like a warehouse type thing. Mm-hmm. And Chris, he, he pretty much just spills the beans while Migi's asleep. Yeah. Like, gives her the whole fucking scoop of, like, what he is, what he can do, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I remember who the fuck attacks her. I think they schedule, like, another meeting... I'm trying to remember what deem or what uh what parasite attacks her though. Basically, she gets attacked and killed. I remember that. That's that's. Oh, yeah. She's uh she thinks well no she thinks she's meeting up with him because what's happening is she just can oh. now sense all of them. She that's... senses all of them now, not just him. And uh, he she she runs into somewhere thinking that she's meeting up with him, and uh, that is not the case at all. Yeah, and this is actually the first. Parasite that we see at the beginning, I think it's the same one because it has like the same head shape. Remember the parasite yeah. at the very beginning, like that, that like, giant piranha plant type looking thing. Yeah, almost like the fucking guy from Beetlejuice or something. Yes, um, yes, that's literally what yeah. I thought too. Yeah, and so um, Shinichi shows up, um, but unfortunately, Chris, he's he is uh, just just a tad too late to this party. Um, yeah. Um... Because uh, it's so cool, like, you know, Kana's running away from this guy, and, you know, Sunichi's like, coming into the doorway, and, like, it kind of flashes to, like, mimic what her dream is like. Yeah, like her and, uh, white knight uh, dream of him, like, coming to the yeah, rescue. And as she's, yep, and as she's getting there, you just see the thing go right through her chest. Chris, we get a very Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker moment here. Oh, I'm telling you, man, the Spider-Man, we went from fucking the thing to Spider-Man. Spider-Thing is what this thing should just be called. That is right, and um, you know she has well, her then, she has her little final moments, and then our boy Shinichi takes this fucking parasite to work, like just to the fucking cleaners. Just goes full dumb and dumber, rips right through his chest, rips its heart out. Yeah, very yes. Cool. Throws him through the you know where like Jim Carrey rips through the guy's <laughs> the what is it the chef like rips yes. through the heart, puts it in the to go bag, <laughs> yes, the little doggy bag. Ah, classic. Um, yes. And then but this—I mean, I mean, that's kind of—that's where the the episode. Well, no, that's not where it ends because the the funeral is what where this uh this section ends. Yeah, we have the funeral, and we have these detectives that are showing up. They've been they've been showing up kind of, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit often, and they they're like, that couldn't have been a human that threw this like parasite through this wall, because, like, Shinichi ripped its heart mm-hmm. out and then, like, threw it through the fucking, like, concrete wall. Like, yeah. So they, they think that it was a parasite that killed the other parasite. Uh, they're starting to connect the dots a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, if, they're doing, they're doing the, the side, the, you know, the, the side character detective work. You know, they're one step behind the, the main character. Yeah, and then, of course, old boy Mitsuho, he's all butthurt, because his, his ex-girlfriend's dead now, so he goes to, like, Fight uh, Shinichi. Shinichi kind of just drops his dumb ass. And then, uh, 
when he starts beating his head against the tree, like yeah. you know, it starts to regret like like Kana's death, I guess, or probably blame yeah, himself. Yeah, I mean, because he, he kind of got her involved and made her more. I mean, granted, I, I think she would have she would have come to that conclusion anyway. She was already aware of these things, yeah, um, which made her a, a liability. <clears throat> so I think I think. I think all roads would have led to her dying anyway, but the fact that it kind of happened like it did, um, and maybe, you know, maybe that whole white night dream she was having was maybe her kind of foreseeing her own death. Right. Um, yeah, that's fair. But I mean, that's kind of where this, uh, where this section ends is post funeral and like the, the old fucking smooth R and B song is playing at the end. So, Hey, you know, I really like, it really adds to just this real dark, again, super melancholy kind of tone that, you know, the show is taking. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's episodes one through twelve of Parasite. Yeah, it's a little all over the place, but it's not bad. Yeah, I'm I'm just wondering how many more like mincemeat murders that take place in their school before they like you know just, let's let's shut the school down for the rest of the year. Let's yeah, like oh and hang up <laughs> there's some very questionable story things but i also think too you know we're we're, we're taking a 10 volume manga and cramming it into 24 episodes so i'd be willing to bet that there's some really important like story things that are getting lost um but i mean because the show is moving very quickly and i, I think i think that the story they're trying to tell is really really good i like this dark like you know, world is in dire straits. Humanity's on the brink of being taken over by these, you know, these parasites. Because this is a global thing, right? This isn't just happening in this area. So, you know, I'm very curious as to what the the bigger picture of 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 what's happening looks like. But we decided to turn into a fucking superhero cartoon instead. Yeah, which which I'm okay with uh, to an extent. Um... It does feel like they're becoming a lot more like Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've kind of gotten to the point where the minor parasites I really don't care about. Um, the parasites mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, I'm interested in Ryoko, like the teacher that's pregnant. Mr. A obviously is going to, you know, he's going to find a new body at some point and probably come back. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones I'm interested in, and I'm interested. I think Uda will make a comeback at some point. Uh, you know, old Crimson Chin Boy. Um, I think he'll come back at some point. Um, but I just, I don't know, like, I don't know where, like, how the show's supposed to end. I, I don't see, like, an ending point in sight. Like, is he just gonna feed all the parasites? Is he gonna fight, like, the big queen bee parasite? Like, what's gonna happen there? Yeah, that's, it, that, it's, that's it's, what it's I'm interested in. get away in. from her, you bitch, and that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna get in his power loader, he's gonna say, get away from her, you bitch, and <laughs> throw her at the airlock. Nah, sorry, that's the end of Aliens, but close enough. Yeah, that's what. It's probably how it's going to end up being. Um, I wonder if he's going to be stuck with Migi. It'll be interesting to see what these final twelve episodes have to offer. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. The only, I'm, I'm just invested in the villains of Ryoko and Mister A. Um, I want to see like what happens with that. Um, yeah, I am too. Outside of that, I don't give a shit about any of the other parasites. I, I like the, the theme of like this human emotion, like how humans would behave in this, uh, almost in like yes, this, this other you know alternate reality or something or just like another world like if something like this happened like mm-hmm. i like the way that they're they're getting the human behavior down i don't understand why kana could detect him that was weird mm-hmm. 
And I think it was probably too hard for them to explain, so they just killed her off. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of were like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, like, actually, this power doesn't make sense. We're just going to kill her. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Which, you know, it's fine, you know. They, maybe the manga writers got a little into over their head, and they were like, uh, why did we make her to yeah, be able to sometimes detect? Sometimes you write yourself into a corner. It happens. Yeah. And when you do, you just kill them off and <laughs> keep, yeah. keep you just rolling. start over. That's right. Exactly. That's what I, but I, overall, I did enjoy the show. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see this through to the end. It's, it's not great, um, but it's enjoyable. Overall, it's enjoyable. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly where I'm at it. It's not going to be the, you know, it's not going to be the new top of my list, you know, unless yeah, they... It's got some really great, like, oh shit moments, like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Some real big, like, high stakes moments, which were really cool. <laughs> but then, like, they just move so fast that it's really hard to, like, like, there's no let me up moment. You're just like, all right, we're doing this. All right, that's done. We're doing this now. We're doing this now. We're doing this now. Fuck what just happened. We're doing this now. Like, they just don't, they don't really give you time to appreciate the gravity of what just happened. Like, yeah. and I think mom great, died. Yeah, I was going to say, a then, great example is the mom death. Like, yeah. just move on. Like, like, dad's drinking scotch. Nobody's crying. Okay. Got it. Yeah, it's cool. No it's funeral, yeah, like, nothing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, nothing. So it was a very, it's, it's very fast. And, and this is one of those times where going, uh, telling the story quickly is at its detriment. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see how, we'll see how they wrap this whole thing up. Yeah. It just seems like, like even Hideo, like, <clears throat> it's just like, uh, what's it, Rukia, her name's not Rukia, that's Bleach. Um, but like the teacher just has like another, oh, here's another throwaway parasite I just happened to have under my wing uh go fight mm-hmm. this Shinichi guy like what <laughs> yeah. like okay I guess if you say so yeah like we're just moving on alright he's dead alright cool next up yeah. we have the demon attacking Kana or the <laughs> I keep saying demon goddamn demon mm-hmm. slayer man um <laughs> but we have Demon's the parasite. parasites it's all the same we have the parasite attacking Kana it's like okay like Who's in charge here? I want to know who's in charge. I want to see the yeah, queen bee. Yeah, there's a queen. There's a queen parasite somewhere. Yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think you you hit the nail on the head, Chris. I think we're going from the thing to Spider-Man to aliens. aliens. Yeah, we're just running the full sci-fi Marvel fucking gamut. We're just gonna do it all. Yeah, we're just going through all all the motions here. But uh, you know, I'm here for it. We, you know how it is here on Shonen. It says we finish our plate. Chris, if this was me watching right. the show, I think I might have quit by now. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, it's not going to be a top ten for me, but it'll probably be better than you know the bottom couple on on our list. But you know, maybe yeah, maybe uh, there's no denying that. And it has a live action movie, so there's always that that we look forward to. We'll be covering that. Yeah. Of course, in what two weeks we'll cover the first part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, guys, if you guys want to watch Parasite along with us, once again, it is available on Netflix and Funimation. And uh, Hulu. It's all over the place. Oh, it's on Hulu, too? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right. You will not available. go without watching this. <laughs> that is right. Um, now, the live-action <laughs> movies, you're going to have to either go to the dark web or go to Vudu and rent it. But um, yes. that's a sacrifice me and Chris are willing to make for probably terrible live-action animation. But It's a labor of love. That is right, but Chris, that is all I got for this week. I think it's time for us to give you. We got to give your voice a break, right? We get you need. Yeah, to I am wiped. Get yourself recovered. Get you that Gatorade, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am severely lacking a bottle of uh, Glacier Cherry Gatorade right now. 
Uh, glacier cherry, one of the best flavors of all time. Um, uh, right, and I wouldn't know because I don't have one in my hand. Break, Chris. Thanks a lot, Walmart. Damn you, Walmart. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, if you guys want to follow the podcast, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, just at Shonen and Suds. Participate in our polls and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Ask us questions. We'll answer them on the podcast. Uh, but I we'll am, yeah, I am Cody Snodgrass, and I will hopefully next week be Chris Adams. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. <laughs>